start getting comfortable with JavaScript rendering with Nick Ranger from StudioHawk. Brought to you by Majestic, I'm David Bain and this is SEO in 2022. Nick, what is your number one SEO tip for 2022? Howdy, howdy. So I think everyone is very aware that um, we are you know, in a pandemic, coming out of a pandemic in a lot of different countries all around the world. And with that, as all the traffic, um, the foot traffic is absorbing from the streets and now going online, everyone's looking at their websites and thinking like, what do I'm, what am I going to do to really make sure that we're hearing um, and being able to like take that into consideration? Now, of course, for a lot of people, for a lot of site owners, um, web developers have been busier than ever creating new sites and, and um, being a technical SEO. <laughs> a lot of my job has been around site migrations. And it's pretty much something that I've been just, you know, going through and talking about for, I think, for the last um, at least two years. So when I wanted to think about, you know, 2022, I don't, I don't think that this is going to necessarily go away. I think that um, they're still going to be wanting to do this. And, of course, what I'm seeing a massive influx is with developers wanting to develop sites using JavaScript libraries, which is completely fine, but there are some really, really important caveats that um, we as SEOs need to um, be able to communicate and understand to both of these parties in a project management sense. So can JavaScript be better for SEO? Is it generally worse for SEO? Is it is it about the same? Does it just depend on how you use it? It's um it's a it's a library that you can use like anything else. Um, I think the the aim or the mission is okay. I want my site to be able to load super fast because all I kind of hear um you know that gets filtered out through you know, from the most technical SEO to, you know, the, the novice is that site speed is really important um, and it's considered that quote-unquote ranking factor. So um, to oversimplify things, let's make a really, really fast site and then everything else should kind of like fall into place. Um, I think that's a general gist when I'm talking to site owners, like that's a general understanding. Um, so they'll go to a web developer and they'll give a brief, which is whatever you do, just make my site as fast as possible. Um, and of course, um, in the web development world, JavaScript is really seen as the hero that is leveraged to be able to do that because JavaScript will take parts of HTML, parts of CSS, and be able to combine that into, you know, simple forms of, um, you know, JavaScript, which is, you know, far less lines. So therefore, it's like far less to be able to crawl and be able to perceive. That being said, um, when it comes to rendering, like the process where Googlebot retrieves their pages runs the code, assesses your content, understand that layout and structure on the site versus what has been able to be seen by different like user agents. Um, what that information collects from Google during the rendering process is then used to rank the quality of the page of the site against the content um, and, of course, against all the other sites that are trying to rank for those specific keywords. So um, I think that is a part of the conversation in the planning process, in the brief, that is completely excluded. And of course, um, we have seen, or at least I have seen, a massive influx of sites that have been launched that are purely client-side rendered. Um, and just, you know, by default, like, you know, all JavaScript um, is client-side rendered. <laughs> I think it was like Martin Split, he was like, if you use a JavaScript framework, the default is client-side rendered. Uh, means that you're using the bare bones HTML over um, and then a piece of JavaScript, and then it basically fetches and assembles the content back into in the in the browser. 
um, just as a you know, little bit of a base bit there. So I think when they're, when they're producing that, that's a part of the message that gets lost. So again, I think that's pretty important. And client-side rendering has two main downsides. Um, first of all, for um, it can increase the likelihood of actually a poor user experience because JavaScript can add seconds of load time to a page. And again, like kind of counterintuitive to what the whole thing is there um, and be able to put a burden on um, on the client, like, you know, through the, web, the website visitor. The second big downside of client-side rendering um, is it affects on um, search engine bots. So example, Googlebot, which is a user agent, just like any other, um, has multiple ways of indexing. So, you know, um, this is like, they have two waves, like, in the, in the first wave, they crawl and they index the HTML on the page. And in the second wave, they come back and they render the, the JavaScript when those resources start to become available. So with that two-phase approach, it means sometimes JavaScript content can be missed and not including Googlebot's index. And that's pretty much what I'm trying to, you know, just communicate um, as something that I think is really, really important to be able to look for um, Going into going into the new year. <laughs> so, 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 what are the common aspects um, that are often missed um, that that can't be completely rendered and are probably not seen by search engines? Well, it could be. I mean, it really depends on how much has been um, actually written in JavaScript, which isn't necessarily being um, rendered. So. Um, say for example, like you're using maybe like native server-side rendering, like you're wanting to use like native server-side rendering in Shopify. Like if you're using, uh, say like a, a language like React on top of Shopify, um, it's kind of like having jQuery added to a website instead of having it on the server, which means you can't server-side render because everything's been client-side rendered. So essentially you're not going to be able to communicate with the server all, which is a really, really fancy way of saying, um, it's just not interacting in the in the way that it can be able to produce all the resources needed um, that that has been intended for that page. So if you go to your site and you're looking at some of the um, things, and a really really quick way of being able to test this is like just literally copy out you know a bit of the the text on the page and um, do a right hand click, go to um, view source, open up the DOM, which is like you know the HTML that user agents um, will go through, crawl and pass and just try and find it. <laughs> just try and find like some of the, some of the, the text on there. Um, a lot of the time, as we know, Google really does rely on, um, you know, the text and the HTML to be able to pass and understand what is the context of a page. So if it's not being able to see that, then it's not going to have any context for any of the other elements of the page. So from a very basic standpoint, um, that's kind of like your canary in the mind shaft to figure out, um, what's going on with with your site and whether or not it is client side or server side rendered? So that's kind of what what we're saying here. Like basic elements that you can see on the page is it actually reflective in um, in the HTML that uh, user agents would particularly be able to crawl and see? So that's one part. If they say that it's like oh yeah well, we're using a pre render solution, um, pre render solutions can be really really awesome. Um, but you're probably not going to be able to see it. So you might have to like maybe reverse engineer it through Cloudflare workers. But um, that's a whole other aspect. And I'm just very mindful of the time. <laughs> wow, <laughs> a lot of information there. Um, what about if an SEO is in the fortunate position of being able to be involved prior to 
the site redesign uh, and the site's going to be designed in JavaScript. Um, are there a few great resources online that the SEO can point the developer to to make sure that everything's done the right way? You know, I think with anything, I mean, it's all about relationships, right? Um, like if you become friends with these people and you're, and you're basically wanting to, um, you know, work with them and in a project management standpoint, a lot of the time, um, you have to kind of consider that they have a very set idea of like how they want to build a, build a site and you're kind of here to kind of like help guide them down the pathways so that, you know, um, if we were thinking about like a bowling, bowling alley analogy, um, you want to be able to help guide them through that bowling ball um, to be able to hit the pins and not go into the uh, to the tunnels on the either side. I don't know why I use that as an analogy, but there it is. <laughs> So I think what's really important um, is have a like have a set list of questions, and this is actually something that um, I've made like a, a template structure for my entire team, like with site migrations, because we need to be able to have like some really specific things. Um, when it comes to this, you know, yes, understanding the business workflow, but you know, ask about you know, are you changing the CMS? Do you have plans to change any of the URLs on these pages? Are you keeping the same titles and meta descriptions? Um, do you have any plans to get rid of pages or content like as part of the migration? And the thing that we really kind of need to start asking is, what, is there any kind of technical considerations we need to note in the lead up to this migration? Be aware of who you're asking. Uh, it might be the owner and they're like, ah, <laughs> I don't know. Like I just said, you know, to, to do this. And they might not even know that. You kind of need to really prod that. So, um as far as far as that is concerned, like just asking those kinds of like exploratory questions, um, asking about the technology stack of uh, how they're going to be doing it. Uh, is it going to be a custom site? Are they going to be using any? Uh, is it going to be written in Angular? Is it going to be written in React? Is it going to be um, Next.js potentially? Like th those kinds of questions. Um, are really, really important to start like asking some exploratory things and then just making them aware that like, okay, if, if we are going down this pathway, we really need to be aware of how it renders. Because like I said at the, at the start of this whole thing, um, a lot of the time they've got a directive and the rendering part of the conversation is just completely just not even thought about. So you're just now helping to introduce that as a part of the planning process to be able to make sure that people are mindful. And as we're going through, we just keep testing and um, keep uh, touching and rewriting on those parts. And there's so many different ways to server-side render um, uh, you know, JavaScript. So, again, it's really important that you ask these questions and then you can sort of like – change your change the, the the methodology of how you actually deliver those recommendations um, and they'll just really appreciate that you're just very mindful that you know they've got a workflow we've got a a, a directive and a prerogative with the, with this project because the aim of the the whole goal of this is to have a successful site and we can all kind of like agree on that you know core thing so what percentage of websites nowadays are using javascript like this and is it significantly increasing? Is this something that all SEOs absolutely have to be aware of in the future? I don't know the exact percentage because um, <laughs> I'm just not privy to that kind of stuff. And to be honest, I, I'm sure you can Google uh, maybe some kind of thing, but I would imagine that it would be exponential. Um, mm, okay. A lot of this stuff is super new. Um, you know, it's new for a lot of SEOs. It's new for it's new even for, for Google. And, um, you know, Martin Split, who has been a wonderful resource um, you know, to the SEO community is really doing a, a really great job, at, um, you know, 
for the last like five years, really helping people to be able to understand these new changes and things like that as it's been rolling out. So it is changing. And I think um, it is very much from what I can understand from listening to Google and having conversations with people on Twitter, it is their aim to be able to help um, their user agents and and their their tools and their processes and their browsers um, to be able to help you know, understand all forms of different types of, of languages. But at the same time, like everything, um, <laughs> it is a constantly evolving process. It's like using another language and making sure that it is, you know, compatible across systems rather than, you know, just understanding. So it is a slow burning process and it is going to be something that we're hoping going to move towards. But I think um, just being aware of that is really, really super important. And is this something that only needs to be of concern to SEOs after there's been a new site design or, or before a new site design? Or should JavaScript, uh, JavaScript rendering be uh, something that be done on a regular basis? Uh, no, it's kind of like a like as soon as it's done, it's good. But if you are using third-party tools, it's always really important to see like what are the resources loaded into that. Um, because if you think about it, um, you know, you'll see like, uh, uh, okay, like, how many resources does it take to, to load that page? And there might be, like, say, a third-party party plugin um, that sort of just doesn't render at all. So it can kind of be a little bit detrimental. Or, say, for example, um, they might insert an iframe and then nothing after that iframe will actually render properly. It's always really important to be aware of what you're looking at um, and just be aware that, um, you know, when it comes to this stuff, like it really does obey, um, you know, HTML, um, HTML5 like protocol. So anything that sort of goes, um, you know, outside of that, there are, you know, there are things you can do. You can be able to like you know, provide caching that's like, hey, Google, here's like a little snapshot and be able to save in your crawl budget here. Diddy. Or there's like, you know, <laughs> if there's any like render blocking resources, you can use like, um, you can be able to defer it with something asynchronous, which is really great. Um, and there's tons of um, opportunities. And Google's page speed insights is a really great way of being able to, again, be the canary in the mineshaft um, with that stuff and Lighthouse as well. Wow. Okay. So if an SEO is thinking, Nick, you've just blown my mind. I don't know what you're talking about. I really need to find out a lot more about <laughs> JavaScript rendering. My whole team. <laughs> well but, but, but they don't have much time on their hands. So um, what's something yep. that they might be doing that isn't much value at the moment that they should probably stop doing in order to spend more time finding out about JavaScript rendering? Honestly, there are so many amazing, great tools. And, you know, Google also gives you a, 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 host, a, like a whole suite of different tools to be able to show um, to be able to like test how pages are being perceived by their user agents. So Search Console, <laughs> you know, Search Console is great. If you don't have it, like the mobile friendly test is also really, really great. You can be able to see the rendered HTML. You can be able to see the screenshot and be able to what, what it can be able to see. Um, PageBeat Insights is really, really awesome as well. Lighthouse is really, really awesome as well. Um, Search Console. You know, that is your one-to-one way of like, we've been able to see this, but we have um, we have discovered it, but we have not indexed it. And here is why. We can be able to see the, the um, referring pages of how they were able to find those pages. And really, if you're not using Search Console on the regular, um, that is a bit of a red flag. <laughs> Just because like, like, why wouldn't you? Google has, um, you know, made this awesome free resource for any site owner to be able to help um, 
you know, like unpack and like reverse engineer, like how these things are, are happening and why it's happening as well. So if it's there, use it. <laughs> you can find Nick Ranger over at studiohonk.com.au. Nick, thanks for being part of SEO in 2022. David, it's absolute honor and a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Check out the rest of the content from SEO in 2022 over at seoin2022.com. <laughs>